Drop the subject. All right. Let's get this going. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. I'm Jarrett. That's me. That's I'm Jarrett. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Jarrett. Hey, guys. I'm Jarrett. <laughs> it's like Disney introduction. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That feels very like Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. I'm Jarrett. <laughs> I like boy bands. Uh, just I, to, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too, actually. It's something we have in common, I think. Oh. Though I'm not super... I don't understand exactly the modern day boy band. Like, B, what is it? B, uh, is it BTS? BTS? Yeah. I was going to say BTK. That's a serial killer. No. It's B2K was a band. B2K. They're out on tour right now for Y2K the Y2K was, a, was, was a, an apocalypse was scare. Was a hoax. Okay. An apocalypse, apocalyptic uh, hoax. But I think that uh, now we've reached the point where five is not enough for a, band mem- a, a, a boy band. So, and I think that's confusing. Here's the thing. I don't get it either, but someone was explaining it to me, and I think I they made sense of it. I think BTS has like 300 members in it. Maybe it's like 15. But like, I think one of them is like the English group, and one is the like Korean or Mandarin Wait, language. Wait, stop it. There's two of them? Well, there, it's one band. If you guys get this, you can call in and tell us. Um, you know BTS fans will call in. Exactly. And correct, yeah. because they're very passionate, from what I see and hear. Yes, but I think one does like the English language, and then one does the Mandarin or, or Korean or something like that language. I have never heard any of the English I've versions. heard like two songs, I think. Okay, so I heard some of the songs because I was watching SNL, which I usually never do, but I was in a hotel, yeah. so that's, you know, you watch things that you don't normally watch when you're in a hotel situation, like, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, SNL is on and B- BTS or whatever is playing, and I was unaware that they sp- that they were singing in a different language for quite some time. Oh, I think yeah. it was like halfway through the song. I was like, I'm just, uh, I, you know, I think I just can't really hear properly <laughs> what's going on. And then I was like, oh, they're not. And then they got to like a rap solo. And I was like, this is definitely not English. <laughs> um, but I still really enjoyed the songs. It has that fun boy bandy pop yeah. sound to it. But I think that six members is just I don't know why five was just the right amount you could keep track of everybody you could have a favorite and then not like a second and a third and a fourth favorite there was always one scraggly one that wasn't as hot as the others and it just kind of worked how many were in 98 degrees wasn't that like four there was three, three. I loved- LFO was three LFO 98 was- degrees was three yeah I oh I miss those days. <laughs> I was in the in an Uber and like they were playing a station that had like all of this old school music that I hadn't heard in so long and I was like Oh my God, I haven't heard these songs in forever. And now we're talking about boy bands. Yeah, I mean I think that uh, there was a. When the 90s came back, everyone was like, oh my gosh, oh yeah, LFO, 98 degrees, this is crazy. And then now I feel like it's become trendy to, to put throwbacks on like in, in the background while you're hanging out or in the yeah. car or something like that. And now I'm a little over. Like Backstreet Boys album, I've listened to, re-listened to already several oh, times. See, and I'm like, okay. I haven't done. Yeah, because it, it there was a time where everyone was like, remember the Backstreet Boys? And I was like, yeah! Oh, their album and Millennium. Now they're like playing in Vegas and they have a whole comeback thing already. And I'm like, okay, I, I think we had our moment. I, I don't need to continue. See, I haven't done that yet. Like I need to go back... Was it Celebrity from NSYNC was their album? Yes, yeah, Celebrity. No strings attached. Like I need to Sam is getting her life over there. <laughs> Sam is piping up. Yeah. Um, you can turn your microphone on, Sam. With, um, but yeah. You can relate to the conversation. Yeah. Obviously, you listen to these bands as well. I'm a bit big, big, big in sinker. I yes. was not a Backstreet Boys. Chick. Well, then you were late to the game because Backstreet Boys came first. Right. And when InSync came around, I was like, who the hell are these guys? Uh, maybe that's why. And so there, but but me and my wife, I don't know how we made it, but she's an InSinker and I'm a Backstreet Boys person. Oh, and so I never really. We're like the odd couple. I always thought the in, <laughs> I always thought InSync was cooler, but I also always loved Backstreet's music. So I never like chose one side or the other. We are really way into this tangent. We are well, we are because I think that f- the other reason that there's five people is because of the five part harmony, and that's what they were able to nail. That six, I don't understand. Is there a sixth harmony? It's well, because there's a rap line. So BTS has a whole. <laughs> oh, she's my got the my intro. roommate is a army. So she okay. That's like, what they say. They're an army the, member. Or yeah, whatever. she gives me the lowdown. So there's a rap line. So like three of them rap. 
and then there's a dance line. Three, and they got the, uh, three is they too got many to dancers. rap. TLC had one rapper. I was gonna say, <laughs> listen, Left Eye was it, and when she was gone, they were done. <laughs> um, so okay, sad. wait. So three. So when you say there's a rap line, what does that mean? There's like three different rap solos in each song, basically. Or they take turns on certain songs. So how many people so are in BTS? RM is Rap Monster. So he's the real rapper. <laughs> That's his and name? Then, yeah. His name is RM for yeah. Rap but Monster? But this is confusing yeah. because their names are in English and the song names well, are in English, but then the lyrics are in Korean. They translated their names to English because the fandom in America came so high. Got it. So they okay. literally translated so, everything. Okay, but how for many us people... dumb Americans who are like, exactly. I don't get it, yeah. but I like it and I want to like it. How many people are in BTS? I think it is 17. Six. Oh, I thought it was like 10. 100. I thought it was like 10 and then two of them died. There's a full marching band. I think. And, yeah. Which, I mean, if you think about all the old bands, there are a lot of people that are gone. One of the LFO guys is dead. Left Wait, Eye is dead. Wait, what? Yeah. LFO? Are you serious? Okay, let me, I don't want to announce when someone's dead when they're not. LFO, die. What's that song? Yeah, um, one of them died of leukemia. That's the one I was in my head. Okay, yeah. Devin Lima, the singer behind the 90s band LFO, died of cancer at age 41. When was this? Uh, this was posted November 20, uh, 21st, 2018. Oh, so this was recently. Oh, LFO's Div Devin Lima becomes the second member to die of cancer at 41. Wait, the second what? member of LFO? Is okay, LFO hold on, one hold person? On. <laughs> it's just, oh! I, I shouldn't be laughing at that. No, okay. it's not funny. I just had no clue. All right. I like uh, girls that wear I need to, I need to I investigate this. It is it's a truly broken heart. Okay, blah, 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 blah. This is from Brad Fischetti, who is, I think, another member. Uh... Lima is the second member of the band to die of cancer in recent years. The trio's lead singer, Rich. Rich! When I said it, then it's my name is Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. That guy, yeah. he's dead too. And he died of leukemia as well. In 2010, so LFO seems cursed. This That's is horrible. Crazy. So there will be no reunion tour, is what I'm hearing. No, it we'll would just never be hear summer girls again. Yeah, oh, only in heaven. Let's have a moment of silence for that. Moving on. So <laughs> I also like I loved 98 Degrees, but they just kind of like burned out. Um, I just, yeah, well, you know. they. I mean, I enjoy that pun, but yeah. 98 Degrees. That they burned out. Oh, that totally. I didn't even oh. realize how brilliant I, I was being there. I, I was Sorry. like, very nice. Yeah, no. Yeah, 98 Degrees, I don't think is worth There are some bands that should stay in the past, and okay. they're one of them. I don't really think that they should be well, there. Well, we um, got them completely off topic. Completely off topic. But we have a great show. Yes, we have a up. really good show. Coming up, we're going to be talking to you about Tip Tuesday. We were so busy yesterday that we didn't really get into our tips, yeah. but we've got a really fun uh, conversation coming up next segment. So you're not going to you're not going to leave. I'm like completely rushing. Don't out leave. Of here. Don't leave us. The like music left makes eye. me feel like we've got to get up out of here. So uh, we'll <laughs> we'll be out of here in just a moment. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill and guest producer Sam are hanging with you today. Uh, Justin, Ginger Justin, is out on vacation this week, but he is active on social media. He tweeted at us just a moment ago saying, Hey, Jared Hill and your Allie Johnson, I accidentally bought man lotion for my trip. And there is a picture of the lotion that he purchased. And the brand name is Standard Issue Face Lotion. And it's just a black tube with a blue stripe across it. Next he's going to be buying dude wipes. Dude wipes, dude lotion. Standard issue is pretty dude friendly I would say. He's like, I don't want anything fancy or right? I don't want it to be in cursive. They don't even have a logo. It's just like text. It's just like block letters yeah. saying lotion. <laughs> <laughs> so Moisturization-ness. Yeah, apparently man, men and women cannot moisturize with the same lotion. Okay, you definitely got to mix it up. That's Can't ridiculous. use anything. Oh, I'm getting a scam call. How oh, exciting. Okay. <laughs> I am getting these more than anybody on the planet, I think. It's so annoying. It's terrible. Like, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Just the Tip Tuesday. We didn't get to it yesterday. Uh, we had a very jam-packed show yesterday, and you can catch up on the co on the podcast. I believe that one's up and running, right, Sam? Is Yesterday's podcast is up? Okay, great. So if you want to check out our, our interview with Kendrick Sampson or Family Food, the game we played with Jarrett and Jarrett's dad, which sorry, Jarrett lost familiar. horribly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Are you just going to block that out of your memory? Block what out of my memory? Uh, great. Uh, but we did not get to things that we normally do on Tuesday, like just the Tip Tuesday, where we share you know tips, tricks, life hacks, things like that. So without further ado, a day late, here is just the Tip Tuesday. 
Last night I watched what is it called? Extremely vile, wicked, and yeah. something. It's that one with Zac Efron about Ted Bundy. It's on Netflix now. Oh yes, everybody's just... watching it and talking about how hot Ted Bundy was and how hot Zac Efron is I... as Ted Bundy. I knew what you were talking about, and I had no clue what you were talking about <laughs> when you were saying that title. I was like, "What is she talking?" And about? And I've read it. I've read the title a thousand times. This is where I'm. I'm becoming a mom, even though I'm not a mom yet, because I'm like, "What is that? What's called vilely wicked and extremely loud and close?" Here it is. It's it's extremely <laughs> wicked, wicked, shockingly, shockingly evil, evil, and vile. I didn't realize that was the title. Yeah, Jeez it's Louise. it's long winded, but they knew people were going to watch it anyway. I only love long titles like that at award shows when the people have to say, "And the winner is." Extremely wicked, <laughs> shockingly evil, and vile. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, when it's really, really long. I loved when Precious was nominated for all those awards that year, and they had to say, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, every single time. So I love that. But anyway, sorry. So it's only fitting, since everyone has is, is freshly off seeing this film, and the reviews were very meh, but still, everyone loves a Ted Bundy story. And the, the story itself is mainly pr- from the perspective of his, of his fiance, who... You know, obviously was manipulated by this guy who ended up being a crazy psycho killer. Isn't it a bummer when you find the one you love ends up being a crazy psychopath? <laughs> That's a bummer. So yeah. here are some warning signs. Okay. This is these are twelve signs that you are dating a psychopath and what to do about it. Number one, superficial charm. This is something that Ted Bundy had. He was very charming. Everyone talks about what a uh, how charismatic he was, how friendly he was, and a psychopath is not afraid to talk about themselves. This is according to Dr. Robert Hare of the University of British Columbia. He says that these people can lure others in with their charisma, and they're not afraid to say whatever is on their mind. It's not usually about a conversation. It's usually like any social situation just turns into them talking and describing themselves and kind of making it all about them. Interesting. Monologuing in a way. We're calling that superficial charm. Superficial charm, yeah. They're not really being engaging to be engaging. They're doing it for their own benefit, mm. just kind of for show. We're starting down a path here. Does this ring true for you? I'm fine. Are you? No, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, all I'm right. a little bit triggered. Are you going to log it into that same file cabinet well, as family food? I, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm taking notes <laughs> Everything's about Everything's fine. I'm taking notes about an ex like, mm, that's one. Carry on. So this is what they were doing when you were dating them? Oh, yeah. And I, it's funny because I have so I have uh, an ex who was telling me about someone he dated. And he was like, oh, he did this and did that. He was like, oh, you actually might know him and said his name. And I was and I was like, not so-and-so. And that said his last name. And I, he was like, oh, my God, yes. And I was like, we are exes who have both dated this guy. Wow. You the, were six degrees of Well, it was even wilder person. that the person that he dated after him was the person I dated after I dated that oh, guy. Oh, wow. It was very what weird. What a web of love. Well, a, well something. Uh, it's <laughs> Black gay community is very, very small and very interconnected in a very like weird way. But, oh, okay. So, no. so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, crossover in the Venn diagram Absolutely. there. Absolutely. It's a really weird web. Um, but when you said that, I was like, ooh, that's trait number one of that person that okay. we talked about. Well, then here's trait number two, emotional de- detachment. Uh, the All of the charm and charisma that's at the beginning is really just to kind of rope you in. And then eventually in the relationship, you find that they have difficulty forming real emotional attachments. Like, say you start dating somebody, they have a dog, and uh, and you're like, oh my gosh, she, I love this dog. And you just we walk it together and you have this bond going on. And then the dog dies and the guy just doesn't really seem affected by it in any way. <laughs> And then you learn later that he killed the dog. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god! I'm just saying if 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 they if there are emotional attachments or you know something where the uh, I I think that a pet is a really easy indicator and the person is not emotionally affected by that loss, then yeah. that's a big big red flag, a psychopath red flag, it's if like, you will. Yeah, well. Yeah. You, you win some, oh, you lose well, some. Oh, well, you know, Sparky had a good life. <laughs> he had a good run. <laughs> had a good run. Okay, number three, impulsivity. Your significant other buys things without considering whether they can afford them. You know, if you're just all of a sudden, hey, let's go to France. I bought tickets and I'm being romantic right now. And you're like, oh, my God, he just does these fun, unexpected things. He's really? He's just an impulsive psychopath. Interesting. I'm also loving the picture that they have here with number three, impulsivity. It's like two people riding a bike. I'm like, is this impulsive? <laughs> like, I don't know that riding a bike. He does all these impulsive things. We ride bikes. Yeah, it's like this picture is kind of like, is this really the portrait of impulsivity? <laughs> I'm 
not quite sure. <laughs> and they have like really generic sun hats on. Exactly. It's like we like. But she does have flowers in her little basket there. Yeah, sure. So we'll go with that. I guess that was the impulsive buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> Getting a bouquet of flowers. Impulse buying a bike share is not exciting. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, manipulation number four. This is where I actually can relate because my wife, I, I think, is pretty manipulative. She's done, even after our marriage, she said, I think when we got home, we were, I got home from work one day, and she said backhandedly, like, you know, it would have been really nice if you had brought me home flowers. And I was like, what? Why are you saying that now? After I've come home, obviously, with no flowers. Yeah. You're giving me a guilt trip about it and then making me feel like I need to come home tomorrow or every day thereafter with flowers. And you did. And I, and I have. And you did. I am broke. Exactly. I am right, broker right. than that woman with the flowers <laughs> in the basket. Uh, no, she, she gives me like little relationship tests. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. She'd be like, that was a test. I'm like, we are past tests. I'm so, married to you now. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And you're weird with me. You don't need to keep roping me in. You've already tied me down, lady. Someone was telling me about how uh, this person they know that's married, like, they everything always has to match for them. Like, they're always dressed alike. They always, like, do everything alike. Oh, I do and, that enough on accident. Well, they had matching car, like, matching colored cars. And the husband's car broke down. Like, he had to get in. Well, no, he was in an accident. It was totaled out, and he had to get another car. And um, they both had, like, red cars. And he blamed it on the other girl's car? No, no, no. Well, they both had red cars. And then he had to get a new car, so his new car was gray. And then, like, within days, the other person had said, like, oh, there's a, you know, a, a major problem with my car. I have to get another car. And, like, the mechanic was like, there's nothing wrong what? with this car. And, like... Within the week, they both had matching cars again. Well, then that is a match made in heaven because they're both psychopaths. Well, I mean, I think one is a pleaser and one is like manipulating. Oh, I see. I see. So the, the manipulator person... like is married to someone who always wants to please them. And like, that's crazy to me. I would not want to have the same car as my significant other. Same because... color car. Oh, okay. So it's not the same actual no, no, no. car. Same color. Yeah. Okay. But they dress alike as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I... If I'm walking, if I if I'm getting ready for the day, and then I go out into the living room, and Katie is wearing the same colors, even it's like a, we've got I'm like change. I turn around immediately and yeah. change because the people say that we look enough alike yeah. to where I don't need to add to it with same clothing. <laughs> then they'll think your sister. Yes, like, yeah. exactly. Oh, one of our uh, instructors at the gym calls us he, when we walk in. He goes, "What's up, twinsies?" And I'm like, "No, that's, that's not. Not. not yeah. And you know that we're married. You know this." Yikes. Why would you say that to me? Okay. Yeah. Number five, regularly breaking or disregarding the law. Mm. Your significant other has a pile of traffic tickets. They're refusing to pay them. Psychopaths are not associated with being law-abiding citizens. Wow, this is a newsflash, people. Right, alert, um, alert. Alert, alert. Yeah, if they are just regularly bre breaking the law and don't seem to have any kind of uh, regard for it, that's a sign. Mm. Number six, getting bored easily. Uh, your partner's bored despite if eventful happenings in their work and their personal life. Psychopaths can be hardwired to feel more underwhelmed than others across all aspects of life. You know, I saw a documentary about the Iceman. He's killed many, 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 many people for the mafia. And he was like, sometimes I would just get creative because I was like, am I going to feel anything from doing this X, Y, and Z with this hacksaw? You know, it was it was like boredom for him. He well, was like, "Am you, I gonna feel feel anything?" I guess if you've done it enough times, it could get a little boring. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna oh, hack God. his arms Watching off. Watching the life slip away. Exactly. Well, like, did you watch Scandal? No. Okay, so Scandal, they had like a guy who was like a, an assassin who like he would always like assassinate, and he was like, "Okay, I'm just kind of getting tired of this. <laughs> like, it doesn't. It the thrill is gone." Yeah, I mean, when your life, when your passion becomes your job, yeah. sometimes it can take the the light away in your eyes. Yeah, well, <laughs> taking the light away from your eyes is a great place to, for us to transition <laughs> out of this. Yes, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I saw a tweet about these new Snapchat filters that is really interesting to me, and I want to talk to you about it. Uh, that's coming up next. I'm drop the subject right here on the new channel. Q on the radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. All right, the show continues. Just a couple of psychopaths talking about life. Hey, speak for myself. <laughs> just, we're just two people who like to yap, yap, yap and make everything about us. So I don't know that's... what you're talking about, but I'm going to take over the conversation here. Right, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are actually, actually because no, we're going to talk about <laughs> Snapchat gender bending filters, which people apparently have a problem with. Well, so this the Snapchat filter thing is happening where um, people are able to put their face on a different body, which, you know, 
seems fun and cool for Snapchat. One, before we get into like what people are concerned about, it's another AI thing that is really creeping me out as we like gradually see more and more AI, like where we're able to transfer our faces and our bodies and our voices and the deep fakes thing and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a little bit scary to Wait, me. Wait, what are the deep fakes? Deep fakes is where they can put your face on another body or make it seem like you're saying something that you're not saying in a video oh, and that kind of thing. Um, that's It's kind of scary because it looks so real that you can make Pete Buttigieg say whatever you want and like and that video can go viral and he didn't actually say whatever they said in the video or on the flip side if you say something horribly homophobic and racist you can say deep fake exactly exactly <laughs> right you can get away with whatever right. now um, so there was a tweet that came out from um, this person uh, this woman named Lucky Goddess N7, and as in Nancy7, on Twitter. And she says, quote, these new Snapchat filters got y'all out here having fun with gender roles, joking about sex with your homeboys, and sporting beards with lashes. All we ask is that you keep that same energy when you interact with actual transgender and non-binary people. Thanks, management and the rainbow flag. So, but why are people... So, I I, I think probably three or four years ago, I remember there was a... I forget what the app was called, but we all put our faces on it, and I basically saw what I would look like as a man, and I basically looked like my dad. Okay. And some somebody else who listens to our show, Girly Willie, who's called in several times, he put, uh, tweeted at me actually just this morning a picture of himself as a woman using this Snapchat filter, and he said, basically, I look like my mom. And it's it was interesting for him to see what he would look like as his mom, or like, you know, whatever. So, mm-hmm. but... When does it go from fun territory to offensive territory? And if somebody wants to see what they look like as a different gender for funsies, when does that become offensive to the trans community and the non-binary community just because you're trying to have fun with a Snapchat filter? Well, so I wasn't taking away from this tweet that it was offensive to this person. And I don't necessarily see it as offensive, even though I don't have the trans experience right um but i think that what this person was saying um was that and i i keep saying this person because she doesn't have a name like she has like a cool miss clean legs is her name on twitter um a lucky goddess in seven I, she, i'm she, offended by miss clean legs okay my legs are not very clean well then you need to go clean and them. i need to... that's a different conversation <laughs> no i don't jared <laughs> are, that you, is my listen, decision you're you empowered to have what, whatever level of cleanliness of your legs that you want you're i participated in january okay and now i've gone through to May. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, did not see I am that just keeping warm. Um, we're gonna be back on another boy band's tangent here in a minute. Okay, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, no. But but no, like I didn't see I, I didn't hear her saying that she found it offensive. And I'm not saying I even find it offensive. It's just like it, it is kind of like playing with gender and like, oh, you're you get to be uh, a boy gets to be a girl or a girl gets to be a boy for a moment, but it's like, you know, but also acknowledge like there are people who really live the experience of like feeling um feeling like they're in the wrong body and and when we see those people we want to be able to like have enjoy let them enjoy that um enjoy the the life that they live um in in their body so i i read this tweet and i was like oh wow this is an interesting perspective it was just so she was just saying let's make sure we're still mindful of that community yeah she when says, you're like okay you're just having fun with a snapchat filter but let's also just make sure we keep in mind yeah. that people are experiencing this on the real i appreciated that she said all we ask is that you keep that same energy when you interact with actual transgender and non-binary people um and it was like oh you know what i can appreciate that perspective and and again being a person that comes from being a, a cisgender the privilege of being a cisgendered um, person like I I recognize like that was a, that's a blind spot for me like oh I wouldn't have even thought about that if right. I hadn't heard someone say it yeah well I mean we had um, this uh, trans woman named uh, Nikki Andres that mm-hmm. was on our show uh, I believe last month and she c- uh, corrected me when later on in the show we were talking about something else and I said oh you know men versus women and then she was like or just people with vaginas mm. and I was like oh yeah it's not just about men and women. Yeah. It's also about, I mean, because people are not identifying as, as a certain gender yeah. anymore. So you have to, you know, change how you word some of that stuff. But I think what this is really about Uh-oh. is Snapchat trying to do anything even remotely interesting to stay relevant. Well, so, okay. To that end. No one's on Snapchat anymore. Am I, I wrong? Well, I feel like the, the young, young kids are maybe, but like I am only Instagram, right? And so I remember when Instagram introduced stories, I remember being really frustrated with them because I thought like, you guys just completely stole this from Snapchat. Mind you, 
I don't really mess with Snapchat, but like you guys did steal this. Now I almost only post stories on Instagram. Yes, because it's amazing to have everything all in one social media thing. I'm sure. so sick of like, I got to tweet this and then snap this and then Instagram this and Instagram story this. And there's a Facebook story now too. Completely agree with you. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject. All right. Drop the subject. The show continues on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill are hanging with you today. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for listening. Uh, even if you're half listening, say you're doing this while you're doing your makeup or something and you're really not paying much attention. Uh, I'm going to say something racist. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Here comes something homophobic. That would be a real test to see yeah. if you are listening. If okay. you if you are listening enough to where you hear something horribly offensive and then you just like, oh, oh, God, I have to complain about this. I'm, Hold I on. I, this is something rant worthy. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. That's where you can come to, to, for all things offensive. No, I'm just kidding. We don't try to offend anybody, but if you enjoy listening to this show, just give us a follow at DTS Show or on Instagram at DTS Show, or you can stay updated with the station at We Are Channel Q. And you know what? If you are at home doing your makeup and you're listening on your phone and you're like, I can't hear, uh, just your ask makeup your- makeup or your war paint. Yeah, or, your, or your war paint, man. You're just putting on your man bronzer for getting ready for the day. <laughs> you can just tell Alexa or whoever your home speaker is to put on Channel Q. Just say, hey, play Channel Q on radio.com and whoever your voice assistant is will listen accordingly. So without further ado, we move along to News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, I'm going to unleash some headlines and then, Jarrett, you decide what we news and what we lose. All what right. we news, we will get into at the top of the next hour. And what we lose, we will just kind of have a nice chuckle. How many options do I have here? Oh, you want to know the options? Well, because I'm always like thinking about time. Well, for the next segment. all right. Let's see. I've got a we total got five of five headlines all right. for you. So I, I, can, I need to at least lose two. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. You have to. I mean, I don't, but I, want, to. I don't want to screw up your process. Okay. You know what? If you okay. want to hear about all of them, then we will try to get to all of them. All right. Let's do it. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. Okay. Headline number one. Winemaking couple priced out of Napa. Mmm. <laughs> That's a Bay Area a story. Of, a lot of feelings, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the rest of the headline read that they went to France and bought a chateau. I so saying, I think they're this doing like just some fine. Rich people problems. I don't care. Yeah, I I'm think. So sad for but you. I think it's really funny that even winemakers that own vineyards Can't cannot afford, afford to live in the Bay Area anymore. Fair enough. Moving on. Headline number two: He's accused of war crimes and torture. Now he's driving for Uber. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, lose it. <laughs> Sam is like, Sam I was holding like up guy. two exactly. fingers in an X shape. <laughs> all right. America, uh, headline number three. What if I lose all the stories? What do we do then next? Then we just segment? sit in silence for the next <laughs> break, I guess. All right. Headline number three. America just had its lowest number of births in 32 years. Actually, I really do want to talk about that. So I let's actually, lose it. Yes, I do too, because I have been pressured since the day after I got married to have a child. And if I have any kind of uh, argument to the contrary, then I would like to read about that. Ooh, okay. I have so many questions about that. Maybe we'll... Uh, maybe we'll do that in gay MA. Oh, you want to ask me about baby insemination? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you just, I could just see the gonna, picture yeah, that yeah, went in your head as you looked up to the ceiling and went, uh, uh, uh. Like, what did I get myself into? You're like turkey baster? Um, let's, okay. let's news it and okay. then, okay. Okay. Uh, headline number four. Harvard publication apologizes for sexualizing Anne Frank. What? Say that again? Harvard publication apologizes for sexualizing Anne Frank. I'm disturbed by that. <laughs> I think if you're not, it could be the sign that you're a sociopath yeah, or a well, psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's news it. Okay. Headline number five, former Trump aide angered by gay cartoon aardvark wedding. Uh, <laughs> how am I even supposed to respond to that? Former Trump aide angered by gay cartoon aardvark wedding. Oh, this is Arthur. Yeah. There was a former um, Trump aide was angered what? by that. Anytime a Trump aide is pissed off, I'm happy to hear about it. Oh, so, okay. News it. Okay, cool. So then we are newsing America's lowest birth rate, Harvard's public... Wait, we're not doing Nat and Frank, are we? 
Yes, we're going to do it. We are going to do Anne Frank. Okay, Harvard Publication apologizes for sexualizing Anne Frank and this Trump aide who's angered by gay aardvarks. That that sounds about right. That's a well-rounded news it, I would say. A well-rounded news it, I think so, for sure. Um, I, I, I feel like maybe, maybe I could take the first one. The first one... What was the first one again? Uh, what the winemaking couple priced out of Napa? Well, because it's like a, a story about how expensive the Bay Area is to well, live in. You know, another story that's pretty interesting is that I heard a big trend now is, and I don't think this is just the, I don't think this is just the Bay Area. I think this is happening all over the place. Um, the new trend of micro apartments. People are uh, getting into yes. micro apartments, especially after Marie Kondoing their apartments. They're like, I have no possessions what now. What do I need all this stuff for, you, right? <laughs> so right. now they're going into like 300 square foot apartments. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, we've lost it. Now we're going to news it right after this break. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. No, we will not, lady. We will pick up the subject. This Isn't is you all defiant. I am. I'm upset with that woman. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with her. It's a very one-sided argument. Doesn't say much. We're going to get through this together. We're gonna, we are. I'm Allie Johnson. Jared Hill is hanging with me. And it is time. Last at the, During the last segment, we uh, decided which headlines we would be newsing and losing. And we made a final choice. Dare I say we lost it. We did. We lost what we needed to lose. <laughs> And uh, now we will get into the stories that Jarrett decided we news. So without further ado, news it or lose it. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, let's talk about the birth rate in this country. I think it's the horns that I love there at the end. (laughs) Just a chorus of horns. That's what it is. Yeah, playing us out. It's very nice. Anything with horns. Anything uplifting is nice at this point. Okay. People, of course, they get married. They have babies. It's the American dream. You have 2.5 kids. That's all changing, apparently, according to a new report. Nearly all age groups of women younger than 35... Their birth rates have declined. Wait, which what was the age group? Anyone who is younger than 35. Okay. Their birth rate declined, but it rose for women in their late 30s and early 40s. So basically, people are having babies still, but they're having babies when they're older, and they saw a 7% drop in teen pregnancies. So I guess that show... Teen moms is going to get canceled because they will run out of moms. Well, actually, it's interesting you say that because I want to say there was a study that came out that said after teen mom debuted, like teen pregnancy had started to decline. Um, and I don't know that it was necessarily correlated to the show, but like I think it had something to do with maybe a the show, but also like the elimination of a lot of abstinence only um, education in schools and all that kind of stuff. Like we do know that like the more education you have about sex in school, the more likely you are to have a child later and not get pregnant as a teen. So, but then there's this whole millennials not having babies thing. There's a, the conversation about that is more so how millennials are um, getting married later and are, you know, entering into, they're doing everything later and later. Yeah. Because they're like, wow, we're not dying as, fast as other generations you know like the life expectancy keeps getting longer and longer and longer so So you're like man if I have a kid by the time I'm like 25 I've got like 75 more years of life left well there's that but there's also like the data that shows like how many how much um, student loan debt uh, millennials tend to be in is is exorbitantly higher than their parents so like the idea of paying down the debt you know slows down their their uh, desire to get into a marriage Um, a lot of millennials ended up having to move home after college so that kind of slows down the the progression of your your long-term relationships and marriages and then children and yeah because you're staying at home longer because you're like why the hell wouldn't why would I move into an apartment and pay rent myself yeah. when I could just move back in with my parents and be a burden on them in my adulthood. And there's a study that says that millennials are actually having less sex than yes. the older See, that that's what I thought when I read this. I was like, oh, it's because of Netflix. Uh. I really was like, people are having less sex because there's so much other stimulation in this world. People are on their phones and you know absorbing content constantly, and everyone needs more and more stimulation to feel activated to the point where I don't think sex is as exciting as it used to be. You know, the the phrase used to be, it's "Oh, this taboo. is better than sex." Now there's so many things that are better than sex. <laughs> 
I there think, are. Well, I think because like I think sex was also probably more exciting because it was so taboo, and now like we're inundated with so many images of you know sex on on you know primetime television and on every app, and there's all kinds of porn, and there's all kinds of yeah. different access to like right. sexual content. Like it used to be like ooh S and M, how what is crazy right. world, and now everyone's like oh yeah, you got a handcuffs. Well, and, a and I, I was saying to what? you guys like I, I joke like I've been on every show on the station, but like but except Loveline, and like I used to sneak and listen to Loveline when I was a kid. Because because like it was like so taboo, like oh my god, they're talking about sex on the radio. Yeah, you know, and so like it was very interesting, and so I feel like sex is less taboo. Pair that with like delayed relationships and all that kind of stuff. Progression. I think it's a it's an interesting time to be a millennial when you're looking at through the lens of sex. I used to, when everyone had gone to bed, turn on the TV and go to the channels like pay per view that that my, are scrambled. Yeah, we're all scrambled, yeah. and I never. I mean, my parents obviously never bought those channels yeah. so there would never be a clear picture but I would just sit there and wait to like see a boob yes. or something and it would freeze for a little bit like, long enough and I'd be like whoa there's a part of a sex happening I and then totally I would hear the, the I basically was listening to porn but yeah. like I, I was it, it, you know so I would paint the picture in my head and then you know I thought boobs looked totally different yeah. when I saw them in real <laughs> life I was like you're not all scrambling well so like I used to do that with like because it was like on my TV it was like over the air television and so it was like channel 99 would be like yeah. pay-per-view and so it would be it would either be like WWF back then it was WWF like pay-per-view specials or it'd be like some raunchy whatever like who knows what it actually was but it was like people hooking up on TV yeah but I think it's so much less taboo now because we have it so in so many other places that people are are less uh, needing are, are maybe in less need of it so well I mean we've also had the conversation many times about when we're gonna have kids and how many we're going to yeah. have and there's I mean you constantly hear about the population problem in this not only in this country but in the world yeah and so you start thinking i think people are more mindful of how they're contributing to the world Absolutely. in long term so people are like mm, why don't i maybe not have six kids well because and, yeah you know if i could just have two at least i'm just replacing myself in society and then i'm just gonna move on well that and like i think uh our parents are are our parents' generation like got married so much younger and had kids and like I know for myself when I was I remember being 31 years old and thinking like when my parents were 31 they had a 10 year old and a 3 year old or something like that and I was like mortified by the idea like oh my god if I had two kids right now I don't know what I would be doing right um, so yeah but then part of me I'm like okay I'm 34 years old if I had had kids 10 years ago I'd be like halfway done by now so that's True. another thing where I'm like, man, yeah. I kind of wish that I had like a 10-year-old right now. Had, and I'd be like, ah, just got to get him to college. Year old, think about how much different your life would be. You know what I mean? Over the course of the last 10 years, like you'd had an, an infant and then a toddler and I'd then a kindergarten. I'd need to get an extra litter box. Oh, my God. Definitely. It would change. <laughs> I need to get a fourth one. She's like, I would have had my, my baby litter box trained. <laughs> yeah. That's actually kind of smart. That's Isn't a different it? conversation, different conversation. I mean, I think that it would I'd probably get in trouble if I tried to do that, but I think that Yeah, probably, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe in a couple of years. We'll think about it, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to Anne Frank and how Harvard uh Harvard a Harvard publication has apologized for sexualizing her. Uh, this comes from the Harvard Lampoon. They apologized for publishing a photoshopped image of Anne Frank that depicted her wearing a bikini to show what she would have looked like if she hadn't died. <laughs> oh, that took a turn. I will show you this picture, and it's basically a black oh and white newspaper picture of kind of one of those old porny bodies. Well, I was going to say, it's she's like so a bikini, busty. like a typical '80s bikini, super tan, you know, Miami Beach kind of look. And then they've got like the classic picture of her with pigtails photoshopped over it this is like i know people are upset about the snapchat thing yeah but this is superimposing someone's head over yeah like in a, in a very offensive no, way there are like, some things where i'm like people are getting offended for no reason i can see why people are offended by this yeah no, she this died in like the holocaust a, this is like a super playgirl i mean playboy kind of like body like clearly with like big implants like that's really you guys should be apologizing that's a pretty bad choice yeah. if you're gonna make a joke at least make it better than this yeah this is not worth the controversy definitely it's just like who does that like why harvard harvard lampoon apparently well harvard lampoon yes so we're clear um coming up i'm excited my one of my new favorite things that i'm getting to participate in is gay ma where you get to ask me a question about being a gay guy and i get to ask you a lesbo question mm -hmm. uh that's gonna be up next don't go anywhere <laughs> 
Drop the subject. All right, drop the subject on the new channel Q, Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. Thank you for hanging with us. And things are about to get interesting because Jared has brought Meatloaf into the studio. I was going to say, like, oh, we're getting back on the radio. I was like, mid-bite. <laughs> and Sam was like, 10 seconds. I was like, wait. You know, when they when they list off some of the stinkiest foods that you could possibly bring into a break room or a co-worker shared space, uh, Meatloaf is always on the list. Is it stinky? It's, but, it? Hey, I'm not upset about it because I actually like the smell of meatloaf. But oh. there are a lot of people who I think meatloaf is a pretty ballsy thing to bring into work. And I you've even like... heated it up. It's not even, you don't have to cover it up. It's well, okay. Well, You're just, just doing you. I just to warm. I, I feel like I'm always <laughs> it's like. because I care about you. I'm keeping the meatloaf No, yeah, warm. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care about you people. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, meatloaf is something you and I have joked about multiple times. Like, I always feel like an old man when I order it, but it's something that I love. Mm-hmm. And I made it the other night and I texted you the other, and you did not get what I was talking about, but I texted you saying like, no, I'm not making meatloaf. What are you talking about? And you were like, huh? I was like, who did you mean to send <laughs> this exactly. to is this some kind of a grinder thing that i don't know exactly. about i'm like am i supposed to send you a picture of my b-hole now of, of my meatloaf yeah exactly <laughs> and i was like no i'm i'm making meatloaf i'm actually making meatloaf <laughs> you weirdo <laughs> exactly yeah. yes and then my response was oh man i haven't made meatloaf in a while now i gotta make some meatloaf yeah jealous. so now I, I actually feel like i'm in a safe space to bring my meatloaf to work so you thank are. you for that jared you are okay every wednesday we ask each other questions I have questions for I mean when Kevin Klein uh, when he was here you know I would ask him all the questions I've ever wanted to know about straight male life Mm. and he asked me questions about being a gay lady and now I'm interested to give you a whole new set of questions on what it's like to be a gay guy because I have many okay well let's hit it so yeah gay MA here we go do you want to start or do you want me to I I forgot that there was music for this, so when I said, let's hit it, I, as soon as I said I was like, oh, that means she's going to hit a button. And I didn't <laughs> let's realize. hit it, Sam. Um, I'll let hit, let's go. hit it. Yeah. Literally. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go first. Go okay. for it. Okay. What would you say, as a gay man, what is the gayest thing about you? What is the gayest habit you have, the gayest thing that you like, that you wear? Probably sleeping with men. Okay, other than that. <laughs> um, I think having an interior design business feels very gay whenever I say Oh, it. you have an interior design business. Yeah. Yeah. What so. do you <laughs> So do you how often do you do like are you going to interior design someone's living room after this? How, um, how often do you do I, that? Yeah, I mean it's I I don't take a lot of clients every year. Like I'm not I don't do it full time. I just kinda do it on the side. Um, but whenever I, I tell someone I'm also an interior designer, I'm always like, that's about as gay as it gets. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm sure there are plenty of straight men designers out there, but um, I, I always feel like being a being an interior designer always makes me feel pretty gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you're walking through like Ashley Furniture Home Store, that's really fun for you. Mm, I'm not a huge fan of Ashley. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yes, walking through a furniture store, I'm always just like looking at this and that and figuring out what to do. I, I feel like when I'm shopping for a client, I have like laser focus when I go to the stores because I can walk in and immediately see a throw pillow across the room. Oh. Or like I can... You can you know, always spot a throw pillow from across the room. Well, listen, you know, and I, I think that's that a good prof- uh, g- dating profile tagline. It's actually on my grinder profile, yeah. Yeah. That's a lie. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Well, I think the gayest thing about me is that I, uh, when I have a little free time me and my wife on the weekends like to go to batting cages oh yeah i actually used to love doing that when i was a kid oh really yeah <laughs> i used to love doing that when i was a child no no i mean i would because i was <laughs> pretty good t-ball. i haven't played in a long time oh my gosh we should do that <laughs> you want to go to bat? I, I i will i will go to a batting cage any old time i used to be really good i haven't done it in so long but i used to love that i i was actually a pretty decent baseball player um, when I was really young, I, I could hit the ball pretty far, um, and so I always felt like I was a, a badass. So. Oh, that's, you were a badass. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did. There. <laughs> All right, what's your question for me? Okay, so we touched on this earlier about you and Katie thinking about having children, and I was curious if you guys were to have a kid, is it would you want to carry the child? Would Katie want to carry I'm the child? I'm carrying the want, child. You're, you've decided on that. Yeah, I, I well, I didn't really decide myself. Katie just, just basically decided for me. She manipulated you yeah, into it. Yeah, she was like, that was a relationship test. Ha ha. No, she said, she said, uh, <laughs> she said, do you want to carry or do wait, you want wait, me wait, to? Because I imagine that happening and like her skipping off out of the house. Like, <laughs> 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 right, right, right. I can continue drinking and you can't. 
Okay, so wait. She doesn't want to carry a kid, at least as far as we've gotten with the conversation. She goes back and forth. If she's like had a couple of drinks, she's like, oh, that would be so nice. And then the next day she's like, no way. Uh, or Do anytime you... someone talks about how painful birth is, she immediately she says, absolutely no. Yeah, but I am of the mindset that being able to have a child is a pretty amazing thing yeah. and it's something that I feel like I'd like to experience oh, in my cool. lifetime so okay. that's that's kind of where I'm at with it yeah it uh, doesn't mean that I want to pop out like four of them I just want to do probably like a one and done right or my dad is a twin and it skips a generation oh. so if I could just do a two and done I'd be down for that a two and one and done yeah yeah, two, yeah. yeah just two at once just get them out of there but I, I don't know, you know, what my experience is going to be like, obviously. It might be a really horrible experience. But Katie, we've talked about this a lot. She's like, am I allowed to drink while you're pregnant? And I said, no. Really? Yeah, because I don't want her to be like, anyway, I'm going to just down this bottle of wine while your feet hurt. And I'm just <laughs> and I'm not going to go to the store and get you a I... watermelon sandwich because that's what you're craving or whatever. <laughs> watermelon you know? sandwich with extra mayo. Right, exactly. <laughs> She's going to be like, no, I don't feel like it. I'm going to order DoorDash for you. Like, I want her to be there at my beck and call. That's my thing. When I'm pregnant, she's got to be there for me. and She's got to be attentive. See, that's the appeal of being pregnant in my mind. I always say, if I was a woman, I'd stay pregnant because I could just eat whatever I wanted as long as I wanted. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my friend is, uh, she's of that mentality too. I think she's already gained like 50 pounds in her. She's like, I'm not holding back at all. I'm I mean, just going to eat everything. I would gain all the weight. Right? Okay. All, the weight. Uh, all right. We will be right back. <laughs> I was like, okay. what just happened right now? I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, but we're going to talk about this crazy, bonkers stuff that's going on in Alabama, Ohio, and Georgia, right? Yes, these abortion laws are getting wild. And uh, one situation in Ohio really stood, stood out to me. So uh, when we come back, I'll talk to you about what that situation is and what it means for an 11-year-old girl. So yes, uh, Drop the Subject returns right after this. Drop the Subject. All right, the show continues. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q, Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill and... There is some bonkers stuff going on right now in the world of politics, but we're not going to say the T word. We're going to talk about something even worse. Oh, yes. No, yeah. No T word. I was like, what's the T? Oh, 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 him. oh that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, he yes, sucks. Yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> but some of the other stuff that's been happening all week long has people very, very upset. I know that Alyssa Milano was trying to start a sex strike. I don't know if that's really caught on, but now things have taken another dark turn, and there is a whole new set of anger flooding the internet. Yeah, rightly I mean, so. so so we're seeing a lot of uh, conservative states that are. Uh, passing these um, very stringent abortion laws. And uh, in Ohio, a law that was just passed but hasn't taken effect yet, um, there's a CBS headline that comes from Kate Smith, and it says, a pregnant 11-year-old rape victim in Ohio would no longer be allowed to have an abortion under this new state law. The story says, an 11-year-old girl in Ohio was allegedly raped by a 26-year-old multiple times, leaving her pregnant, according to police reports. A state law passed in April, but not yet in effect, says that Excuse me. Victims like her won't have a choice to have an abortion. They would have to carry and deliver their rapist child. The law prohibits women from obtaining an abortion after a fetal heartbeat is detected about five to six weeks into a pregnancy before most women even know that they're pregnant. And she would get if she tries to have one and then she would like the doctor would face prosecution and so would she right yeah so the the problem here is that, like a it doesn't this law doesn't have an exception for rape or incest but b like there's there's you know stiff pun penalties for this in the georgia law that just passed if you go out of state to have an abortion and come back there's a penalty for that um and so if you did get raped and then you're trying to go out of the state to have an abortion, you come back, you get caught, you could potentially be in jail before your rapist. It, seemingly, yes, yes. And then even some of these um, situations uh, it, or, or le pieces of legislation, I should say, um, they've uh, arranged it so that if you were to say that you were raped um, and the person wasn't found guilty for whatever reason, the person who did the accusing that said, you know, I was raped would then be punished. What? It's wild. It's really, really wild. Yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're so going to I'm going to I'm going to completely 
deny everything that you've just said and also punish you for even coming forward with it. Exactly. And it's it's wild because this is a way that this is something that would silence victims, right? Like if you you can't prove that you were raped, then you are much I mean rape victims already um, report rape at a very low rate right I want to say it's like maybe one in four but don't quote me on that but it's a low rate of, of report so then the idea that if I can't even prove that this happened yeah, if there's which is, more at stake for me well oh, right. if I if, if we if there's not enough evidence to convict this person absolutely then why the hell would I come forward with it well because ever? because most rapes don't happen like in public right so it's like the victim and the assailant that's their word against yours exactly and most rape more often than not rape kits don't even get used and things like that so it's like don't even get tested so it it is a very scary thing especially for um, people who have been victims of sexual assault and people who unfortunately will be victims of sexual assault because you don't even know if you should even report it because you could go to jail in some of these instances so do you think that this is in some ways a response I didn't know that about how you could be (laughs) <laughs> how people can yeah. punish you for even if saying you gotten raped and the other person is not found guilty. Do you think that some of that is in a response, and I don't know if it is or not, to the Me Too movement and how people are coming forward more than they ever have with with you know allegations of assault and, it's and hard to kind imagine. of coming out of the woodwork with things that happened years ago? It's hard to imagine how it's not. Right. I mean, we had that really, really difficult situation last year with um, now Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and um, Christine Blasey Ford testifying before before Congress. And it was incredibly difficult to hear her testimony. She was, you know, all but crying while she was up there telling her story and talking about how difficult it was. But like if if that were the case, right, if if this legislation that um, is being worked on uh, were the case for her. She, she would be would, in prison right now. She'd go to jail for, for reporting that. And I mean, if you looked at those two different pieces of testimony, like her testimony was far more compelling than his, no matter what you believe about who did what, like he got up there screaming and crying and I like beer. I like beer. You like beer? How do you feel about beer? Beer, 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 beer. You know what I mean? It was an awful, awful piece of testimony. Sounds so, like an AM radio host. I mean, he was really, really bad. <laughs> uh, and I remember thinking like, I don't know who briefed him before this, but it was just mind blowing to me that he was going to that he went up there and spoke before Congress and the world because it was televised and was like I like beer yeah Sam how you feel about beer yeah. Ellie, you like and beer? then people were shaming her even even though like under yeah under this new Absolutely. law she would be going to jail but still even just the shame and the ridicule that she was getting for even testifying in the first place yeah. is BS and to be clear like these are all, each each state has different laws and different you know rules about what what happens where so um, you know you have to just kind of be abreast of what's going on in, in your own state, but it's a it's a really really difficult time um, for for women's rights activists and um, reprodu- reproductive rights activists more specifically, um, just because these laws are are getting really really wild. And the the long game of this is they're trying to take it to the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. So hmm. um, uh, when we come back. We're going to completely switch gears. Allie's got your chance to win tickets to the Life is Beautiful Festival. That's going to be pretty cool. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. I'm Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. Can you hand me that binder, Jared? Oh. (laughs) I just pointed to it and you're like, what the hell are you talking talking about? about? I need that binder because I need to tell people how they can win tickets to the Life is Beautiful Festival. To the Life is Beautiful Festival. Yeah, yeah. You want to see Billie Eilish? Everybody does. She's attractive. Um... Life is beautiful is ha- yeah she is though. Life is beautiful is happening in Vegas. It's happening September twentieth through the twenty second, and you could be there. Of course, you can purchase tickets at lifeisbeautiful.com, But you know what else? You can get free three day VIP passes to what? Life is Beautiful. Yes, free two two free three day VIP. All you have to do is go to wearechannelq.com. <laughs> really interesting way to break and, those and- words up. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Sesame Street breakdown of how you can win. There you go. We are ChannelQ.com. All you have to do is go there, enter for your chance to win your way in, and I assume they will draw a winner, and you could be that person. Rufus DeSoul, Billie Eilish, Zed, Post Malone, King Princess, Portugal Demand, Shallow, Arizona, many, many more, so you can go there for that. You can also, while you're there, enter to win a flyaway trip to New York to attend New York City Pride. It's going to be crazy fun this year, like it is every year, of course, but this one's going to be even bigger and better, so if you want round-trip airfare and a four-night stay in New York City to attend New York City Pride, all of that is at wearechannelq.com as well. 
I'm on the website right now applying. Okay, great. I don't know if you're allowed to win, Jared, because oh, you, you work me. here. You yeah. did not say that. That was not in the binder. That is, <laughs> that is not in this binder. I think it's implied. Uh, so, Jared. I've yes. never been good with social media. I don't claim to be, um, especially Instagram. I've not really, I don't, I, I'm not up to date on all of the uh, terminology, the tags and all that crap mm-hmm. and the filters. But what I'm kind of waiting for is that, that I can just get old enough to the point where people don't expect me to stay up to date with social media <laughs> or technology in general. I don't think that's going to happen for our generation because we've grown up with it. Yeah, but we've kind of half grown up with it. Well, like, at least I have. Like I was in the transitional period. I was in the Oregon Trail days. Well, I was playing Oregon Trail, uh, going, "Wow, this computer is a magic machine!" And well, now I'm like, "What is going on? What does Stan mean?" I remember being 19. What does Stan mean? I remember being 19 years old when Facebook was only like at a handful of colleges, and it came to our college, and I was like, "Oh my God, we're so exclusive!" <laughs> and like feeling like we had some really hot like access to this really cool website, which was was awful back then yes. by comparison and then like they opened it up to everyone and i was like oh now like, it's not exclusive anymore everybody's on this this is whack and but like i've always had facebook um i think i just made what was that that was 2006 so 13 years on facebook and like now i'm like hardly ever on it like i've taken it off my phone well, it's, it's a place for moms iPad. now it, well i people always have like a very specific groups but i feel like there's so many like subsets of life that are on Facebook that is I'm just like so disconnected and like I don't care about scrolling that feed anymore and like I also hate scrolling Instagram because I know it's I used to love Instagram when it was chronological like oh 10 seconds ago this was posted in a minute ago but now it's like all algorithmed and I see oh, like see, I don't even know the difference I see like 20 people of the however many thousand people I follow and I'm like someone is like making a decision about who I see and how often I see them and I don't like that because I don't no, see my friends I don't like that either and that's why I actually still I don't ever post on Facebook but that's the one that I will actually go to to scroll through and see what my friends are up to because Mm. I actually have friend friends there. But if I'm going through Instagram, like I've developed this new system and this is now get in now guys because at your Allie Johnson on Instagram I'm just following back everybody who follows me I'm not even thinking I'm not not even thinking about it anymore because I've (laughs) like I've been talking about oh I need to get better at Instagram I need to try and like follow people and blah 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 and then now I've gone down this weird rabbit hole of all these inspirational profiles starting to follow me and I'm like I don't know follow back like I don't even look at it the bar's real low so if you want to follow just follow me right now (laughs) Um, but if you're trying to get your followers, if you're, up, yeah, if follow, you're, follow me yes. because I Is that don't have why standards. You followed me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually saw you and I was like, oh yeah, there's Sam because we didn't know each other before this. That was a legit follow. Sam, what's your Insta? I need to follow you. It's not my real name. It's, it's not your real name. Social media underscore mini. Okay, I'm like gonna follow you. Okay. okay, so I've started following all of these social media or all these uh, inspirational profiles and things uh-huh. like that. So then when I follow them, they give me a message immediately, and they're like, "Hey, your profile's so exciting, perfect, and great. Why don't you also follow this other inspiring person?" And I'm like, "Okay, sure," uh, because like I said, I don't have standards. Right. But now I'm getting <laughs> comments on my on my pictures from these quote unquote inspirational people and usually if I'm scrolling through and I see their posts it's always stupid quotes you know like it's not about the finish line it's about the race or like you know your life is the engine and your dreams are your co-pilot or whatever crap it is or just like any (laughs) Serena Williams quote listen anything Serena Williams said is usually memeable yeah no it's true and I'm like oh yay but when they're going into my page and and commenting on my stuff it actually is having the reverse effect it's making me feel crappy about myself like I posted a picture of me falling off of an electric scooter and I was gonna say you have your flipbook Friday uh, yeah flipbook Friday and somebody one of these inspirational profiles responded and they said I have it right here said you are (laughs) you are beautiful you are needed. You are alive for a reason. Don't give up. That was the comment on your photo? Yes, from yeah, this inspirational account. Yeah. And I was like, who said Who said I was thinking about giving up? Right, exactly. I never said that. I never said that I need a reason to live. <laughs> well, so, I so, never thought that I was this ugly gargoyle that was just crawling through life so until the, you gave me this inspirational the sentence. The thing you need to know is that they're auto-generated. So it's not like... 
they are like they saw you and they were like, oh, she looks like a flight risk. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was more so like they okay. auto- they're so automatically they just do that to everybody. Yeah, they they they're automatically generated. And so like whenever I get a follow from someone uh, now on Instagram, I one I I kind of take them as at a grain as a grain of salt. Like Sam followed me yesterday and I didn't even really look at it to see who it was. Right. Because like so many of these accounts will automatically follow you so that you'll follow them back and then they unfollow you later on and you never notice it. Yeah, that's the trick. Exactly. So I, I, I'm just skeptical of all of them. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm getting tons of followers now. Well, there you go. See, I've got, I've gone up like seventy in the last minute. No, Look I'm just at kidding. you. I, I'm just kidding. Your Ali Johnson is a hot. Whoa, one. it's is a that... hot new place where you can grow your following using me. Uh, you can use me. I don't care. Okay. Before we get out of the show today, I want to share some gay, uh, gayest sports highlights of the week. I have scoured the internet and I've listened to all the highlights and seen a lot of the. Gay games that happened in uh, hockey and baseball and basketball and all kinds of playoff games are happening. But I listen to them from a different perspective and I pull some clips that are really, really gay. So we will be back tomorrow with a new live show. But until then, we send you off with the gayest sports highlights of the week. See you tomorrow. Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. Draymond Green trying to thread the needle. Curry. Little razzle dazzle against Harkless Drives. There's no question there's contact, but Slavin takes his ability to move across the crease. Thompson, the one footer, puts it in. Has Bozak got his right? The floater's up and good. This is about as good as it gets right here. He shoots one right back up the box, takes the one hop off the rubber. Look at there's no room whatsoever. Curry launches again. These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Push.